Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Things Christians Want to Know, and this is Nate Johnstone, and I am featuring, as every week, Paul Anderson. Hello there. <laughs> so, we last week broached a subject, and I use the word broached because it's a subject that is not broached in most families, mm-hmm. and I would say most churches, at least that I've been familiar with, and that's mm-hmm. the subject of anger. Mm-hmm. and responding to life situations in anger. And we talked surprisingly, perhaps, to many listeners about the fact that being angry is not, in and of itself, a sin. There's nothing wrong with getting angry. That is, it's often just a natural response to get angry at a situation. That's not to say that, our, that a response that is in anger is always appropriate. And we talked about some biblical examples, Cain, Jonah, there are plenty of others, where people got angry and God was like, are, is, is anger the right response here or is something else going on? Yeah. Is it just that your expectations aren't being met or is it just that you're selfish like everybody is and you're not getting your way and you're kind of being juvenile and throwing a tantrum right now? And this anger you think is justified, but really is just silly. Um, And certainly we all do that, too, because we're all selfish. But sometimes anger is the right response, and there's nothing wrong with being angry. And that's In fact, it is absolutely right. And we gave examples of where it was, where it created created rights out of wrongs, like Florence Nightingale uh, and the problems of the... Uh, care in the hospitals, or William Carey in the African slave trade. It was appropriate, not mm-hmm. only a right thing, but it was appropriate for him to be angry. That's godly. Godly. Absolutely. Angry. Being angry at injustice is a godly anger it is. and a godly response. Yeah. And being angry when wrong injustice happens to you or your family isn't mm-hmm. wrong either. That's That's a godly response. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but the verse you quoted was, be angry, but do not sin. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, where the rubber meets the road for a lot of us. Yeah. But this this is not how my church talked about anger. It's not how I think most Midwesterners, you know, we're in Minnesota here, uh, talk about anger. Anger was not okay, period. It's not appropriate to get angry. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe getting angry at slavery was appropriate, because that's obviously horrible. So getting angry at abortion or racism, you know, that's okay. It's okay to get angry about, you know, issues of obvious injustice like that. But getting angry at small things wasn't appropriate. So you deny it, pretend it isn't there, or you stuff it. You stuff it deep, deep, deep down. (laughs) And uh, it does not go away. When you stuff it deep down, that's true with most emotions. It it turns rancid uh, pretty quick, mm-hmm. and all sorts of things eventually come out, right? Yeah. Or it, it it gets internalized, and I think you're going to talk talk more about that. But uh, so this it was a shock to me when I first understood the truth of this that anger wasn't necessarily bad. Yeah. What, what, did it surprise you? It did. Mm-hmm. Well, what surprised me when I looked it up to see the anger of God and the justifiable anger of God. So I, I for one, have spent years now working on 
we joked earlier about, you know, our wives saying, you're not angry, are you? <laughs> and obviously the response we want to say is no. <laughs> I have an innate response or innate desire to say no. Of course, I'm not angry. But that I think that desire after self-reflection comes out of pride. It comes out of a desire to seem spiritual and seem right. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, the correct, correct answer is yes, actually, I am angry about what just happened. Yes. Let's deal with this anger in an appropriate way so that it's gone and so that it's over and done with and we can move on. Um, and that's the difficult, that's the difficult one. But even today, I struggle with that. And it's been, it's been years, probably, you know, 20, at least 15 years that I've been working on being able to say, I am actually angry. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, in this case, not appropriate. So I'm sorry that I got upset. Mm-hmm. And other times it's like, nope, I did get upset. And this is why I got upset. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about that, you know? Um, but it's so it's been so helpful for our marriage to be honest, first with ourselves and then with each other. Because you can't be honest with your spouse if you're not even honest with yourself. Oh, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Well, no, you're angry, actually. I can see it in your face. And my wife is one who does not hide her emotions. You, you know. Uh-huh. right away, right? Which is really nice for me, actually, sure. as a guy, <laughs> uh, to not have to, like, play the guessing game so much. I could tell when she's upset. Okay, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. What's going, what, what happened, you know? Um, and to be able to talk about that is important. But if I, and this, this happened, actually, I'll, I'll share this story because I think it's a good example. This was very shortly after we got married. Um, probably two years in. Mm-hmm. I started getting more and more resentful of my wife over some certain things, just everyday life stuff, right? And I had a strong desire to be a good husband. And in my understanding, a good husband meant I defer my desires for my wife. And Mm -hmm. so what she would like to do and would prefer about this or that is what we would do. I would defer my desire. I would sacrifice my mm-hmm. desire for hers mm-hmm. and I felt that that was always right that that's what it meant to be a good husband was that I made her happy you know mm-hmm. um, but each time I would do that and make that decision I would gain a tiny bit of resentment yeah. and the questions would start coming to my mind like well why, why doesn't she ever want to do what I want to do and why doesn't you know and those questions would start coming and they, those questions got louder and louder in my head Mm-hmm. And I would push it down every time I pushed it, pushed it, pushed it down. Again, unhealthy response, mm-hmm. not admitting that anger was appropriate. And this happened for, gosh, a year, maybe two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're three years now into our marriage. Yeah. And I've got a rising cauldron with a big stopper in the top of it. And it's shaking like crazy, getting ready to blow. And I know it. Because I'm starting to get to be angry now all the time. Ooh. And I'm starting to get to the point where she opens her mouth to say something and I'm already angry. Wow. Because I'm positive that whatever she's going to say is going to be this thing that's going to bother me, right? So I'm starting to preemptively be angry now. And I, and I am recognizing this is not good. Mm-hmm. But I'm blaming her. Sure. It's her fault. <laughs> yeah. She is making me angry. Yes. You know, and then, I, of course, I hear my mom's voice in your head. No one makes you angry, Nathaniel. You choose <laughs> to be angry. Quiet, mom. Um, 
And so eventually I, I had to have a come to Jesus moment and I took a personal day and just went somewhere to pray. And I was like, God, what in the world is going on? I am angry, which is obviously bad. And God started to show me. He started to show me what was going on. And he's like, the situation you're in right now is bad, but you got yourself into this situation by never admitting and expressing your anger over this stuff. Mm. And so I cooled off. I, I, I released the pressure of that bubbling cauldron mm -hmm. to God. Okay. Okay. So I took off the stopper. Sure. I blew my top at God. And I think that was my one good decision in all that mm -hmm. was that I recognized what was happening and I aimed it at God and I fired. And I think that was the right call mm -hmm. because I didn't fire at my wife. Mm -hmm. And I didn't let it actually go off, accidentally go off at, it would have been Andrew, your son, <laughs> who was mm. the other person I was with mm -hmm. the most at that time. Um, and I let it go off at God. And looking back, I think that was the right call because God can take it. Mm -hmm. He's pretty big as it turns out. Yes. Um, and I wrote a sermon shortly after this about uh, being angry at God or force of focusing your anger on God and quoted a lot of Psalms and stuff that I, where I think David does that very in a very healthy way. And then I went and spoke to Sarah about it. And as it turns out, I was wrong oh my. about everything. <sighs> yes, there was one time when Nate Johnstone was wrong, folks. <laughs> it was once. I can give you date and time. No, uh, I was misinterpreting her motives my. the whole time. Mm. And so that one assumption multiplied a thousand times is what is what I was getting angry about and I was wrong the whole time I was getting worked up over nothing I was it was harming our marriage obviously I mean I never yelled at her but clearly it was coming between us I was getting angry with her all the time it was horrible and so it all stemmed from me believing that anger was bad and any negative response or angry response to her must be bad and I have to stuff it down and it it was horrible and I, I regretted it for a long time oh sure afterwards you know mm -hmm. i've let it go now uh, hey, and i yeah, try to yeah. tell people about it often because i think a lot of people experience this kind of thing in their marriage mm -hmm. so when i'm doing counseling marriage counseling and stuff i always tell that story and people always look at me like oh i have a really similar story <laughs> about this or that um so allowing ourselves to be angry and to admit that we are and then to deal with it and hopefully eventually talk about it with each other is i think so important yeah to do Great story, Nate. So the verse we're looking at is in Ephesians 4. Be angry, but do not sin. So we talked about being angry, that that's sometimes perfectly fine mm -hmm. emotion to have. But how do we have the emotion? How do we use the emotion? How do we respond? What do we do next after we feel that anger? Because it says be angry and do not sin. So it's possible to do both things. Very possible to be angry and yet not sin. Absolutely. That is, I think, the difficult part. So, what do you, what do you, what do you think about that? Okay. Well, let's just uh, go through it here. We'll take those two points. Do, uh, but do not sin, and do not let the sun go down on your anger. So, if God gets angry, then it can be godly to get angry. Jesus got angry, so it must be possible to be angry without sinning. The problem is that our anger often leads to sin. Mm. Anger is an emotion, a response to a threat, whether to our lives, our character, our opinions, our property, our time. What we do after that emotional response determines 
whether we sin or not. If you don't talk it out, you'll take it out, according to an article I once read. Anger turns out, leads to aggression. Cain killed his brother. God commanded him to bring his desires under control, but he chose instead to put his brother out of commission. God gave him a healthy warning, but he preferred holding his anger rather than dealing with it. Hmm. But anger turned in. That often leads to depression. And there is Jonah, who was depressed because God didn't do things his way. He's the passive-aggressive kind who often says, I'm not angry, I'm just hurt. God asked him a good question in Jonah chapter 4. Do you do well to be angry? Hmm. Good question. Mm -hmm. Very good. He wanted him to look at his anger, process it, do something about it. Jonah thought that he was justified in his anger and wanted God to take his life. Like fear, anger can serve us well, but it sometimes, maybe often, turns negative. It finds expression in cutting remarks, pouting, silence, withdrawal, or attack. Our age has been dubbed the angry generation. People are pulling out guns on the freeway or in schools, no longer able to cope with life's stresses. (laughs) We have seen the bumper sticker, don't get angry, get even. Vindication somehow seems more socially acceptable than anger. Scripture acknowledges that we will get angry, but we are encouraged to handle it so that we do not sin. Then Paul, in this passage that we're looking at in Ephesians 4, goes on and says, Do not let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, deal with it right away. Jesus said, Make friends quickly with your accuser. Mm -hmm. Paul admonishes us to put away anger because anger neglected leads to bitterness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? That's like the story I was telling about my wife. Yeah. Yeah. One can have anger without sinning, but bitterness, that's another matter. Bitterness is anger gone to seed. Mm-hmm. It eats away at the soul like a cancer, affecting both the body and the spirit. Unprocessed anger causes numerous health problems, the most common of which are headaches, colitis, stomach problems like ulcers, colds, and hypertension. In the book, None of These Diseases, author Dr. McMillan writes, The moment I start hating a man, I become his slave. I can't enjoy my work anymore because he even controls my thoughts. My resentments produce too many hormones in my body, and I become fatigued after only a few hours' work. The man I hate hounds me wherever I go. When the waiter served me porterhouse steak with french fries, asparagus, crisp salad, and strawberry shortcake smothered with ice cream, it might as well be stale bread and water. My teeth chew the food and I swallow it, but the man I hate will not permit me to enjoy it. The man I hate may be miles from my bedroom, 
but more cruel than any slave driver. He whips my thoughts into such a frenzy that my inner spring mattress becomes a rack of torture. So people deal with their anger in different ways, and here are some examples. I'll give you three. The first is repression. Those who repress their anger tend to deny its presence. Can I actually stop you and... Um... We can go back to um, after your quote from yeah. the doctor. Yeah. Because I think we can probably finish up this 20 minutes just talking about that good. part that you shared. Good, good. That's really good, Paul. And I think this is such an important thing because when people, most people, I think, when they, Christians, when they think of anger, they think of sin. They, they assume it's a sin. We're saying it's not always a sin to be angry. Mm-hmm. It's what you do with it. That's right. You have an anger response, acknowledge it, admit it, and then uh, respond appropriately mm-hmm. and do not sin. And so my question is, how do we do that? How do we train ourselves? Because I think we have to train ourselves because it's probably not natural. It certainly isn't for me. I re- my natural tendency is to repress that anger or deny it. Mm-hmm. How do we learn to... Be aware of it. Acknowledge it. What, what what was happening right now, you know, or what did happen in that response, and then how do we process that in such a way that Jonah clearly doesn't. Mm-hmm. Jonah was angry and sinned. He railed against God, and he wasn't submissive, and he wasn't humble. And I mean, there was a multiple of sins. <laughs> Obviously, Cain's sin is obvious of murder but prior to that he had hatred in his heart towards his brother and resentment and bitterness and all those things that you were saying so how do we respond appropriately and recognize that yeah the verse that paul quotes comes from psalm 4 Mm -hmm. where it says be angry and do not sin Commune with your own heart on your bed and be silent. So it doesn't mm. say get it out, doesn't say tell it like it is, doesn't say hit something, smash a golf ball or your pillow. It says commune. You're talking to yourself or you're talking to God. So there is a, an acknowledgement. Something's going on here with my emotions and I look at it. This is interesting. I'm angry now. Okay. Let's let's see where this is going to go. See what I should do about this. And you're you're on the slow burner. You're not letting a 2 go to an 8. When you go to a 2 to an 8, it's pretty sure that you're going to you're going to blast away. Something's going to happen that's not good. That wave is too big for you to control to yeah. to ride it. And that's why uh Here's an interesting passage in Exodus 34 where Moses, we know him as one who had talked with God face to face as a man talks to a friend. That's from Exodus 33. And Moses says, you know, I'd really like to see you. Would you let me see you? (laughs) And God says, yes, I'll let my glory pass by and you can see me as I come by. So, as he did, this is what he said. The Lord 
the Lord. Slow to, no, he said, uh, gracious and merciful, slow to anger. Hmm. And I thought, my, in this incredible passage, revealing the nature of God, he thought it was so important that Moses and the people of God know this quality about him that he says, right after gracious, slow to anger. What a wonderful statement for us to get a hold of. Mm -hmm. If we are fast to anger, look out, we're probably going to sin. But if we are slow, if we're considering our way, too bad Jonah didn't do better at that. Too Mm -hmm. bad Cain Mm -hmm. didn't do better at that. And maybe I'm wrong, but I've always read that as slow in your response to anger. Yes. Slow to, so not necessarily, I oh, I'm angry about this. That happened, not that that happened slowly, but rather I'm angry about this. Therefore, I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to snap. I'm going to do whatever. That part happens slowly. (laughs) And God is slow to react out of anger or or respond or do something. Slow for there to be consequences. Mm -hmm. Um, At least that's how I've read it. I I would take it both ways because I have seen where something has ticked me off and I quickly went from a two to an eight and that's a bad thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I should have been more deliberate in both my response and then what I was going to do with it. So I want to take my cue from God. James says the same thing, chapter 1. Let every man be slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not reach the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. So... I, I love the psalm that that Paul quotes. Be angry, do not sin, don't let the sun go down on your anger. And then, as you continued it a minute ago, it was not. Don't it doesn't use the phrase "Don't let the sun go down on your anger." It Paul says, adds, "Commune." Yes, commune on your bed and be silent. And be silent. And that's the part that always struck me. And when I had this experience that I shared at the beginning. With, with Sarah is when I really started to study anger. I had never really studied it before because I had never really had an issue with it. Now I realized, oh my goodness, I do. And so I started studying it. The, the be silent yeah. is what struck me. That, And so I've really taken that to heart and I've tried to train myself now for 18, 17 years, however long it's been, that my response to myself getting angry is silence. Mm-hmm. I, I come short of fulfilling that sometimes but that's my my goal that's where i'm moving towards trying to train myself asking the holy spirit to help me and that's the opposite of what we norm we've normally done we usually let it out through our mouth as soon as we get angry right and we say something stupid or hurtful and then maybe we say oh i'm sorry i was angry as if that's an excuse to say yeah. horrible things. Yes, yes, yes. And Sarah and I, especially in our marriage, and obviously the anger affects contexts beyond marriage too, but it's just such a close one. I think our spouse is probably the person we get angry with the most because they're the person we spend time with the most, mm-hmm. the person we're the closest with. Um, maybe none of you do, but <laughs> that's my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've always tried to, to make that pledge to each other that we're not, it's not an excuse to say something because you're angry. 
Mm-hmm. And so we try really hard that silence is the response. So, so much so. That's so good. That we were, last week we took the kids on vacation, right? Mm-hmm. And we're in, we're, uh, in a, the happiest place on earth, trademark, Disney. And we're having a great time, but it's also 10 miles a day or so walking. We walked 80 miles last wow. week. And it's the five-year-old is being fussy and this one wants food and this one is just a little bit ungrateful considering how much work we're doing and how much money we're spending. And so I'm already a little, I'm already trying to keep it down, right? (laughs) And then we're walking to another area and I hear my wife yell, Nate, not in a panicked way, in an upset way. And I turn around and she's 50 feet behind me. She's like, you're going the wrong way. It's this way. And I, I was holding Andrew's hand. I walked back to her and I didn't say a word. And she knew what that meant. She knew that meant I was angry because I said nothing. And she said, are you upset? And I said nothing. And then she knew I was pretty upset. And so then she said, what was wrong about that? You were going the wrong way. What, what should I have done? And I didn't say anything. I didn't even, at that point, I just looked down and I, I kind of put up my hand like, let's, we need to calm down now. So we physically separated ourselves from each other so that we couldn't fight. Good going. We had three kids with us and yeah. 100,000 strangers. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew quotes the family phrase that you quoted last week we not mad we happy white (laughs) which is our family phrase which uh someone in our family said a number of years ago in in that response that you showed and so and i i laughed and i said it's gonna be okay buddy you know mom and dad are a little upset but we're gonna talk it out and it's gonna be okay and he's like okay he's probably concerned like i want to get to the next place and have fun here let's get over yourself you know (laughs) Um, and so we came back together and we talked about it and, you know, why are you upset? Okay. This is why I was upset. And, um, that was good. So it's not that. And I, I, afterwards then I was like, okay, that was, that was an unfortunate situation. It was too bad that that happened. But then I was like, you know, that things like that happen. Like, yeah. would it have been better if it hadn't happened and I hadn't gotten upset? Well, of course. But it did happen, and what mattered is that we dealt with it, I think, in a positive way. Um, maybe it could have been better. Probably got, you know, a B-plus, maybe A-minus, but um, we moved on, and it was done, and yeah. it was over. And that's, the, that's yeah. the big ticket for us is that, again, when we, before we got married, we pledged that we would never let the sun go down on your anger. And we take that both literally and specifically. <laughs> but if it if at all possible deal with it immediately not let's talk about this later wow. sometimes you can't talk about it now because it's too sensitive or whatever but despite three kids and a hundred thousand strangers we felt like it's the right time to talk about it now and so i i share that kind of vulnerable story of me getting yes. upset at something that was pretty silly no, i'm proud of you, you it was pretty silly was... In, in, in in retrospect do you do well to be angry nate that that happened. Mm-hmm. You know what? Probably not. Mm-hmm. 
I think ideally I wouldn't have gotten angry in that situation, probably. But I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's room for improvement there, for sure, I think, on my part. But I didn't take it as far as sinning, I don't think. Um, because I didn't respond, I didn't react, I was silent. Yeah. Um, so I think it was a, a qualified victory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the kids saw it, which at first I was embarrassed about. And that was actually the whole issue, is I was embarrassed that she had yelled across a crowd of people. Because again, Midwestern upbringing, you don't yell in the public. That's yeah. an inappropriate display. And she's like, well, you were going the wrong way. Would you rather have me let you go the wrong way? And you figured it out five minutes later and then tried to find me. That seems like more work. So a little bit of pride there, maybe. Yes, exactly. That was, it was, uh, I was embarrassed. So it was a pride, yeah. it was a pride yeah. thing for me, which is yeah. why I think, do you do, be, do you do well to be angry? I think the answer was no, because I think the reason I responded that way is because of pride. Mm-hmm. But that's the default answer for me because it often goes back to pride, as sure. as I have found sure. out in my sure. own life. Um, I tend to be, as it turns out, rather selfish, and I want things oh, to go wow. my way, a hundred percent of the time. And it, when it doesn't, I I, I react sometimes. But um, at first, I was embarrassed that my kids were there and observed. Uh, for us, that's a fight. That's that's our version of a fight. Mm-hmm. We we don't fight in terms of yelling at each other. Because the Holy Spirit has allowed us to have that self-control. So we don't usually, you know, yell or or really get into it. But for us, that's a fight. So the kids, I mean, Andrew knew, which is why he quoted that, using humor to try to defuse the situation, (laughs) as as he learned from his father. Um, But ultimately, I think it's good for kids to see that. I think it's good for the kids to see us disagree, to see us get upset yeah. at each other or other people and then hopefully to see us respond appropriately um, and then maybe explain it to them and say yeah. yeah we got upset but we talked about it and everything's good now you know because how else are they going to learn that if they don't learn it from us as their parents why don't we call it there for this week and let's continue <laughs> next week with ways we respond to anger and uh Ways we do that well and ways we maybe don't do that so well. Good. So we'll see you back next week on Things Christians Want to Know. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless.